0: You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence
1: Live. I'm your host, Mark Holcraft, joined with Father Jason Leffer. We are very excited to be with you here in Crookston, Minnesota, uh, anticipating Bishop Andrew Cousins' installation as the new bishop for the Diocese of Crookston. But we are here joined this morning with two other bishops. Uh, so we're, we're so blessed. You know, we're, it's the Feast of St. Nicholas, right? He's bringing all kinds of gifts. Who was a in.
2: bishop. It, he blew the blizzard away and brought it in. We heard about the Feast of St. Andrew with uh, Bishop Andrew Cousins, Feast of St. Nicholas. You know, with all these bishops, it really brings home about Catholic, meaning universal mm-hmm. and local. You know, and so we have the universal church present right now, and the local church present right now. We
1: do, and let's, so we're, we're going to speak to that. So, universal church present. We are so blessed to be uh, in the presence of our apostolic nuncio, and we're going to ask him, "What does that even mean?" That's easy what if, for
2: you to say, yeah. yeah. What
1: does that mean? <laughs> what does that mean? In his name, Archbishop Christophe Pierre. Uh, he's from France. He's French. Christophe Pierre. Okay, he's humor me, but he's could really like, involved. no. Involved, yes. uh, keep working, he said. <laughs> and, uh, and then our very own shepherd for the Diocese of Fargo, Bishop John Folda. Thank you both for being with yes, us this morning. morning. Um, so this is exciting, too, because we've been having one bishop after the other, but there's a little dialogue. And there was,
2: there's kind of a theme, which we're going off Archbishop Hebda's beautiful message last night about the joy and rejoicing, the existential joy in spite of the sacrifice uh that comes but that joy has been tangible through everybody who's been here this morning um archbishop please we're, instruct me what's a nuncio w- what does that mean and how did you come here in this
3: minus nine degree temperature this morning i still don't know why i came here <laughs> 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 well, Nuncio is, uh, you know, it comes from the Latin word Nuncius uh, Saint, you know. So uh, I, I am, uh, you know, the, the person representing the Pope Francis, the Pope, you know, in a, in a special area, in a country. So I am his special envoy, representing him with the uh, local Catholic Church, you know, with all the dioceses, the bishops. And uh, I am also, like, you know, the ambassador of the Pope, because, uh, as you know, uh, the Holy See and the Pope himself, you know, establish diplomatic relationship with uh, various countries, and uh, the nuncio is also the the, the diplomatic representative. So we have this kind of uh, double work, you know, more political but in the sense of the Church and the more religious in the relationship between the Church and the Holy Father. So, so you truly are the
2: universal Church <laughs> represented here in a, a very particular way for all the Catholics at this moment.
3: Well, I would say I am part of it. Yeah. Because, you know, when a, when a bishop is appointed and was okay. elected, he's also part of the universal Church, you know? Right, right, I right. think there is a double work, which is very interesting, you know, in the, the, his... Sent by the Holy Father to become the the shepherd, the pastor of a special territory which is a diocese, but being elected uh, bishop is part of the college of the bishops and he is given also a special responsibility over the Universal Church in communion with other bishops and with the Holy Father. We call call it cum petro and sub petro, you know, with the Pope and, you know, under his leadership. I no. think this is uh, the, the beauty of the Catholic Church. Right? Uh, Archbishop, how long
1: have you been the nuncio, and, and how long uh, is a typical length of time that uh, a nuncio would be for a particular country? Is, is there a specific length of term or things like that?
3: Well, not really. You know, you know, I, I've been uh, serving the Pope most of my priestly life. You know, I've been a priest for 51 years and a oh, uh, bishop for 26 years. Wow, wow. <laughs> but... Uh, I, uh, I've been a Nuncio for 26 years, since I was uh, made a bishop, uh, in four countries. So you know, uh, my first country was Haiti, I was uh, remained for four years, then I, was, I went to Uganda eight years, nine years in Mexico, and I've been five and a half years here. So there is no time. You know, I'm really depending <laughs> on the will of the Pope, you know, and actually I should have resigned <laughs> this year, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> because I've reached the age, you know, where... <laughs> The bishops are supposed to resign seventy-five, but the Holy Father asked me to continue. You to know, the me. problem obviously is that you're you're too good yeah. at what you do, <laughs> so,
2: how,
3: Archbishop. How many languages do you speak? Well, you know, I, I've been privileged enough to 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 work in various countries, so I tried to learn the language of the, the you know, and the, I I spent sometimes in English-speaking countries, so I I learned step by step. To, to improve my bad English. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad <laughs> well, no, no, you're <laughs> doing very well. Doing and then, then well. I, I spent some time in uh, Spanish speaking, uh, Portuguese. Uh, of course, you know, in our service, we, we uh, you know, the, the Vatican is in Rome, so Italian is uh, necessary language. So it's, uh, it's, it is kind of our working uh, wo- uh, language. And as I was also nuncio in... Uh, In Haiti, you know, Haiti has two languages, the French, but Creole. So I I did my best to learn Creole. (laughs) And I enjoyed it, by the way. (laughs) Is there special,
2: like... schooling or something yes. they, they'll put you through so you understand all the the nuances of your position
3: well you know you learn it on the spot you know <laughs> it's like becoming a bishop <laughs> you know you are never trying to become a bishop that's for and sure uh, out of the blue you know they receive a call and they have to adapt to the situation you know I, uh, when i finished my se- the seminary in my home diocese in Brittany uh, many years ago I, my bishop called me one day and they invited me to reach to you know the, to the service of the Pope in Rome. So I was not too much aware of that. So I <coughs> finished some studies in Paris, and uh, I, was, I worked in Paris for four years, you know, in, uh, in the suburbs of Paris. And then I went to Rome. There is a, sp- a school of what... a uh, kind of diplomatic school, you know, in, in uh, the diploma- where the diplomats of the Vatican are, be- are being trained. You know?
1: And that was in Rome?
3: And that it is in Rome, yes. Okay. yes, it is Actually, it's interesting, you know. It's, it's the oldest... Diplomatic School of the World. Yeah. It was founded more than three, 300 years ago. You know, it's a, It's just in the middle of Rome. So we also study. You know, uh, we have to spe- specialize, especially in canon law. You know, and, uh, and uh, international law. You know, you need to, to know uh, the kind of work. You know, to, uh, and we, we are we are we are supposed to to be able to you know to understand hopefully (laughs) to analyze to write you know this kind of special training which uh, which is part of our job bishop cousins
2: this morning he you know with the storm coming and all that he said there was this kind of pressure really praying that you would arrive safely Mm. and because it all kind of depended on you and he used this word the bull the papal bull bull. (laughs) and and he was talking about these documents on the altar last night could you help us understand, what, what does that mean, a bull or a paper bull? A
3: bulla. you know, it can, it's, it's a kind of, uh, uh, to be honest with you, I don't remember what, uh, you know, how it came. Maybe the Bishop Fulda is, is quite an expert. Right? <laughs> hardly, hardly. Would you just simply
4: call it a decree?
3: Yeah, the, actually, it's a document, you know, it's an official document, and uh, you will see it, because, you know, the... The, the Bishop I will read a translation of the document i have it I have it in my bag I could <laughs> unfortunately, we are on the radio we cannot <laughs> but uh, this document is on a special you know the parchment parchment and it is being signed by the Holy Father, uh, beautifully written you know there is an office in the Secretary of State in the Vatican of people uh, writing this it's actually written in Latin you know all the the you know, if Latin is also part of the language we have to know ourselves. You know, in our training, eh? so that uh, you know, all the official documents of the of the Vatican are, are in Latin. No? So you remember your bull, your you appointment, <laughs> I I you, so and the, the Holy Father signs it. You know, the, uh, it's it's interesting to see that the the, the signing of the uh, Holy Father Franciscus, you know, is so small that <laughs> you have to look at it. But the bishop today will show it to the people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a beautiful moment. By the way, you know, this, this morning, uh, th- that will be the most, maybe the most important moment of the celebration today, you know, of course, during the, the celebration of the Eucharist. But at the beginning, the new bishop will show to the people the letter. So it's, he will say to the people, here, the Pope has appointed me, this is the, the evidence of it, the proof of my appointment, look at it. And uh, I will read, of course, the translation and uh, you will listen to that. You know, is, These are words which we have heard already, but each time it's, uh, it's precise for this particular mission.
1: Yeah. I just want to, Bishop Fulda, uh, when you were ordained bishop for the Diocese of Fargo, who <laughs> was the nuncio then?
4: Archbishop Vigano was the uh, nuncio at that time, and unfortunately, he wasn't able to attend. He was uh, all the nuncios of the world that year or that month were asked to come to Rome for uh, a meeting with the Holy Father. It was very soon after Pope Francis was elected, and he asked all the nuncios to come and gather. I'm sure Archbishop Pierre was part of that as well, and uh, yes, I mean, so. A representative from the Nunciature came to Fargo for my installation. But as, as the Archbishop said, the bulla, the, the decree was shown to the people as evidence that the Holy Father had appointed me, and I was, in fact, to be the next bishop. Mm. So a representative
3: of the representative. Correct. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. His name was Monsignor L'Anthome, also from France. You know, I in my office, I am not alone. You say yeah. I have collaborators, yeah. and among these collaborators, I have... Uh, a, few, a number of diplomats from of the, of the Holy See who are younger than me, who are still you know, in, the, in the phase of training, and uh, we work together. You must be very busy, because uh, Arch- our
2: Bishop Cousins said that there had been this uh, idea of having it maybe uh, November 30th with the Feast of St. Andrew, mm. but you were already ca- spoken for. On November 30th.
3: Well, you know, I, uh, I uh, to be honest, yes, <laughs> You <laughs> well, know, there is, you, it's a big country. You know, it's, uh, yeah. you know, we, we have uh, uh, 196 dioceses. So 196, 196 dioceses, and uh, the total number of bishops in the uh, in United States is 450. Wow. We're counting, of course, the bishops who are retired, you know. Sure. But uh, so there is a constant turnover, you know. And uh, part of our mission is to help the Holy Father, you know, to discern, uh, you know, who could become the candidates that he will appoint himself uh, for the other diocese. So it's constantly, you know, we... We are on the job all the time. (laughs) So, Archbishop, this is great. I'm loving the conversation. We're just going to take a
1: quick break, and then we'll come back, and we'll hear more from Archbishop and uh, more from
0: Bishop Folda. So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sappo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio.
3: All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840.
0: Searching for more great Catholic content? Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome
2: back to Real Presence Live. We are remote, as they say, but not not remote in in charity or remote in heart, but just in our, we're we're on wheels or skis today because of the, the blizzard in the Diocese of Crookston. In uh, the Sea of Crookston, right outside the cathedral where a great event is taking place today where uh, Bishop Andrew Cousins will be installed as the 8th Bishop of the Diocese of Crookston. And we're, we're joined here by um, our nuncio, papal nuncio, sent from the Pope, Archbishop Pierre, and also uh, Bishop Folda from the, the Diocese of Fargo. Correct. So, um, you know, Bishop, we, um, bishop Folda, we... Um, We've had a number of just wonderful opportunities today to speak with different bishops and how it affects them and and, and things like this. And but now, can, can you help our listeners understand? Like, there, there's a brotherhood of bishops. You know, like you're 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 in Fargo, but then Bismarck and Fargo kind of work together. But then you've got you've got the uh, the archdiocese, and so you have Minnesota, uh, South Dakota, and and North Dakota working together kind of thing. And, and now you're, you're receiving a new brother bishop to, your, to the east, your neighbor. So um, Bishop Andrew Cousins. How, so as, as a bishop of Fargo, how, how does that support or affect you or your ministry or your responsibilities as bishop of
4: Fargo, having uh, Bishop Cousins now as your neighbor? Well, as you said, there's a great deal of interaction between our dioceses. The people of the diocese of Crookston are just to our east, um, and, and a lot of uh, collaboration happens between the clergy of the two dioceses, but also the faithful. And and family bonds cross the Red River. You know, there's there are relatives of families on both sides who live in both dioceses. Uh, just maybe a tangible example, a few years ago, in fact, it's about three years ago right now, we had what we call the Convocation of Catholic Leaders, or Parish Leaders, you might remember that. It was a beautiful event that the Diocese of Fargo and the Diocese of Crookston uh, co-hosted, and it really was a follow-up to the event that happened called the Joy of the Gospel, which the Bishops of the United States sponsored in Orlando in 2017. And the Bishop of Crookston and I decided that it would be worthwhile to try to carry on the spirit of that event, but really to bring, uh, the people of our two dioceses together. So each of us as bishops, we invited our pastors to bring a team of people from each bishop or from each parish who could really, uh, dive into and, and pray on the whole process of evangelization and sharing the joy of the gospel. So that was one very large, uh, example i think of the kind of collaboration that can happen between bishops and dioceses but day to day you know priests go back and forth help com- with confessions celebrate masses together we have people on both sides who attend our catholic schools and and one side or the other and it's just a, it's a family relationship, I guess I would say. Now, We're one, good neighbors.
2: One of the responsibilities that uh, Bishop Cousins has already at, at, as the auxiliary was... he. I, I don't know how this worked, but okay. if he was appointed or how it worked, but he's the head of the re- revival of the Eucharist across these next
4: three years for the United States. Right. I, I
2: might have that wrong. You
4: can correct me on how that goes. Well, he's the he's the chair of the Evangelization and Catechesis Committee of the United States Bishops. Okay. And so... This Eucharistic revival that is being launched by the bishops of the United States. Bishop Cousins continues in ha- in that role as chair of the committee, and okay. so he's leading that initiative. Okay,
2: so there, so th- there is an example. Help our listeners. So there he is. He has that responsibility. But your brother bishops. So how do you work together in that? Or what, what, what might, um, you know, hypothetically Fargo, Crookston? How might there be some collaboration on
4: something like that? Well, you know, we haven't talked about it yet, but I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if we uh invite the the priests and the people of the of our neighboring parishes and dioceses uh to come and join in the the local celebrations or the local events that we do um you know I, I i think that the planning is still underway but i i would be i would expect there will be some collaboration between uh the two dioceses and certainly between bishop cousins and myself i mean we've been friends for a number of years and and i know him well and uh, so I think that we'll be working together on carrying out at, at a local level that Eucharistic revival.
1: Now, you had mentioned that he's uh, the chair for the Catechetics and Evangelization Committee for right. the USCCB, the Bishops' Conference. Can you say a more about that? Because there's several bishops. You know, we, know, we now know there's 196 dioceses. <laughs> so our bishop pointed that out. There's 400-plus bishops, including the retired ones. A lot of those bishops have roles yeah. within the USCCB. Um Bishop Cousins being the chair. Uh, do, you, Anna, do you have a role within the USCCB? I have. I'm, I'm on several committees. I'm on the committee
4: for divine worship and the committee for Native American affairs. I just finished a term on the committee for uh, uh, protection of children and youth, okay. uh, which is a, I, I represented our province, our the ten dioceses of our province. I happen to be the representative and. A number of other positions.
1: I haven't held any offices, but I've I've helped out where I could. Sure. sure. I, I think a lot of our listeners, this is one of those things can be easily forgotten. You know, where's my shepherd? <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> uh, trying to get out to each parish. But there's also these other responsibilities within, um, would you say, the College of Bishops or uh, you know, just at the USCCB, sure. um, not just to keep the USCCB rolling, but really to keep that communication, that unity. Well, it's to know? serve the church, really. You know, the, the church is more than
4: just one single diocese, as the archbishop said a little while ago. It's the universal church, and that's manifested here in the United States uh, through all the dioceses. And so there's a real value in the bishops joining together in common cause and Uh, uniting their voices in teaching and also in shepherding you know there's a there's a certain level of coordination that really is beneficial to all of us and uh, so we try our best to to bring our our efforts together our resources and and support the church throughout the United States
3: you know this this is interesting because you know we there are a number of words which are floating around right right uh, uh, these days and maybe per- perhaps p- people do not fully understand them. But these words, for example, collegiality, synodality, communion, you know. And this, these are various qualifications of what the church is all about, you know. So the, the church is divided in dioceses. The, 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 the main unit, may, may I say, you know, of, of the church is the diocese. And uh, the, uh, each diocese as a bishop, as a shepherd, you know, and maybe also helped by auxiliary bishops, like uh, Bishop Cousins, he was, uh, you know, in the, uh, before being appointed here. But <coughs> uh, I think the, the church is one one church, you know, the unity of the church is very important. This is what, the reason why we have the Pope. You know, the Pope, as a successor of the Apostle Peter, has been given by Christ himself the responsibility to keep... The, the church won, you know. This is one of the main qualities of the church. But the church is also local. So it's local and global. You know, there is a new word today, say, glocal. Right? Okay. Global. <laughs> Have you heard about that? We, you we, know, we, first, it's a, a first We're going to it on Real Presence We're going we're to copyright
2: that word. <laughs> there, there
3: <it> is. Interesting. <laughs> well, forget about that. <laughs> but, you know, the church has always been like that. And, of course, it has to, to work and the reason, so, the, the, you spoke about universality of the church, and the Pope has this main responsibility. This is the reason why he cannot do it by himself. He sends us, you know, his representative all over the place, you know. And there is a nuncio, we the Pope in m- most of the countries in the, in the world. But, so, uh, to keep the unity, but also to articulate the unity, because it's not uniformity. You know, it's not the same things to live in, I've seen that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> in Crookston and, uh, and in Miami, you know, the climate is different, the mentality is different, and so forth. But we are one, uh, and uh, uh, the idea of collegiality. So the bishops are supposed to work together. They are administrative the diocese, but they are not isolated. Right. And uh, I, I like to hear what Bishop Folda is explaining to us. You know that at the level, because of his friendship, but also the proximity right. of, of this diocese, they will work together. But uh, it is already put in the structure of the church. You know, the archbishop, Archbishop Hebda, he is the head of a province, and this province contains, you know, Minnesota, but also the two Dakotas, You know, this is one province, and Archbishop Hebda. This is the reason why he is an archbishop. Has the responsibility to to organize the province together. You know, to to realize the, uh, a better communion. You know, and you have uh, other uh, another dimension, see the region. You know, the region is uh, a bit bigger, so that at all levels we try to, to work together. And now there is another dimension, another word which the Pope, Pope Francis, Francis is launching and which we try to, to, to implement at all levels, is synodality. Synodality to work together. But it's the same, it's a, it's, a, it's a complement of the same idea, you know, so that the church is really uh, a big body, address to the people where they live, in their culture, their difference, but together. And they, they need, so that we can go together and, and even change the world, you know, because we live also in the polarized and dif- and divided world. So the mission of the church is to keep the unity, the unity which uh, can be achieved only if we love one another. Yeah? This is the gospel.
2: I, I know, Bishop that it's particularly challenging for you because you were attempting to get a local synod started and then the universal synod came sure we only have you know 90 seconds but
4: what's the difference between a local synod and a universal synod and what what are we talking about well the synod of bishops <clears throat> which the holy father has called for which will gather in 2023 it it addresses the needs of the universal church and bishops from all over the world will come together but He's already begun a process of collaboration and consultation from all over, from every bishop, every diocese, including all the faithful. In our diocese, my hope is, and I'll I'll be announcing this, I think, fairly soon, we'll have a local synod for the Diocese of Fargo, which will address our own pastoral needs in this diocese, in my diocese. Uh, And um, again, we'll involve the people, the parishes, the the clergy, all the different aspects of the, the life of the diocese will come into participation in that synod, which is yet to come. It's, and, it's, and, not, it's not forgotten. And, it's still and, and Our happen.
2: archbishop has made it very clear. It's, it's confusion of words. We, we have to work really, really hard to communicate these words right. precisely because... People, right now in the media, we tend to just lump them together and bad things happen. Well, so we're easy. not precise on we words. We need that clarity. Yes, it's absolutely. easy to confuse it, absolutely. especially if
1: we're not that familiar with it, but we understand one or two words, but not the big picture. Yes. You know, stay with us. We've got to take a break. Real Presence Live. Um, when we come back, we'll be joined by a seminarian for the Diocese of Crookston to get a little bit of insight from him. What is it like to be anticipating a new bishop, uh, Archbishop, uh, and Bishop Paul? thank you both so thank much you. for joining us this morning. you uh, so Very insightful. Great thank blessing. You. Thank you. Thank you.
0: So stay with us on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.